Welcome to the Gaming Podcast Live. I'm your host, Mia, and we are here every two weeks to uh, talk gaming stories, news, gossip with special guests. Don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest game, well, news features from Gaming Magazine by visiting us at GamingMag.com. But I can't do this alone. So every two weeks, I'll be joined by an, uh, every episode by an awesome guest host. And today, it's a very familiar face. It's Robin. Woo! Hello, it's me. It is you. We're back. We are back. My, my mic's probably crackling as well, just for good, for, just for good measure and good it effects is, and class, it is. classic old time feeling. We thought it would be a uh, fantastic send off for the podcast to have old crackly Mike Robin <laughs> back at it again. How are you feeling? <laughs> i'm good i'm good i'm cold but it's the winter and this office apparently isn't heated on the weekend oh so here we are (laughs) hence the cardigan how are you i'm doing good yeah yeah nervous um new things changes are happening i guess we'll 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 get to that but um i know you're on the left and i'm on the right i know it's it's crazy isn't it it's a whole switch (laughs) up um yeah it's been a while since we've done this so i'm just trying to get him back back into the groove of things yeah um yeah i guess it'll be like riding a bike just 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 be fine ignore the nervous energy it's fine yeah that's it. Just don't go any. Just don't go any potholes. Um, just a quick reminder for those of you joining us live: you can interact with the podcast both here in Twitch and in a special dedicated section over on the Gaming Magazine Discord. Absolutely, and you may have noticed something a little bit different this time around that we've mentioned. Uh, it's been a while since our last podcast, and uh, I'm doing the intro. It's all flipped around. Uh, sadly, this is. Robin's last episode, as we mentioned, and unfortunately, going forward, you're going to be stuck with me and a super <laughs> special guest host uh, every time that we do that. This, but that's not all. Um, every week, uh, you're going to be able to find me live on the gaming channel in our brand new show, Let's Go Gaming, which we announced uh, this week, actually, last Wednesday. Uh, yeah. That's going to be myself and two super special guests as we play all manner of video games. The first episode is going to be next Wednesday, and that's going to be 8 p.m. UK time, where we're going to, where I'm going to be going toe to toe with uh, special guests Psyche and Donatart in Mario Party Superstars. It is going to be a lot of fun, and you'll be able to watch that live right here at twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. It's going to be fantastic. I'm really excited about yeah. it, actually. I'm genuinely thrilled, honestly. And, mm-hmm. and and look, I'm I'm not going forever. I'm not leaving my job. We're not changing anything in that sort of thing. It's just yeah. uh, I think it's time to get some different people on a podcast. Um, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be me boring everyone on a daily basis, proving how <laughs> crap proving how crap I am at gaming in real life. <clears throat> God, we're on front page, aren't we? Sorry, Twitch. Uh, we Hello. are. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm I'm just going to apologize. Well, I'm a little bit under the weather, so if I get any croaks in the throat that'll, that'll be why today so, yeah, be fine yeah. mm-hmm. um okay now as it's our debut episode and we've uh, got some very exciting things coming up uh we're going to be joined by not one but two special guests all the way from dragula it's erica clash and from rupaul's drag race canada it's Juicebox. hell yeah Sunday. Look at this Sunday. gorgeous lineup. I know. I love how you're matching as well. I mean, look yeah. At we did not coordinate that at all. It just worked out like mm-hmm. that. Exactly. Just, just icons tend yeah. to lay out yeah. like that. Yeah. So, um, both of you, I guess, uh, how are things at the moment? How's everything going for y'all? 
things are good. Um, I just got back from a little staycation and now I'm prepping for a trip out to the Bay Area and to Los Angeles. So busy, but fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to seeing my my Bay Area queer family. And Canada is just slowly getting out of lockdown, mm-hmm. like snail's mm-hmm. pace. So God willing, I'll be able to start like doing shows in person again. But so far, so good. I've just been hanging out online oh, and it's yeah, been nice. Oh, yeah. um, I will say it has been a while. That's just reminded me. It's been a while since the last podcast, last August, I believe it was and uh yeah the the uh the panty is still still going still going Mm. strong so that's wonderful but that's been a lot of downtime um we've had a lot of time to do things robin what have you been up to in all that time oh what haven't i been up to Mm. um christmas lovely christmas still didn't get the christmas present that i wanted which was lego star wars skywalker saga thingy that hasn't still hasn't got around (laughs) to releasing yet but um, that's only been meant to be released every six months for the last mm. two years. But apparently now it's coming out in April. So that's a belated Christmas present to myself. Okay. Um, what else have I been doing? What have we been doing? Oh, uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um, I, turn, I watched two episodes, got bored, turned it off. I never mean, thought I, I'd do Never thought I'd do that with a Star Wars uh, series. Be glad you didn't watch episode three. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was not. It was not great. It was not ideal. Uh, and it... I got like 20 minutes into the first episode and I just like turned it off. It just seems so boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we really want from Disney, well, from Star Wars in general. We want to see old man Boba Fett walking around with uh, with a gut, uh, trying to solve problems on Tatooine. Yeah, that's, or da- um, or to, be, to be honest with you, there's a certain community on uh, on Twitter have named him Daddy Fett. Though. Daddy Fett. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so take of that what you will. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um... No, it's just dry. It's really dry. And you can tell that it's, mm. it was, it was originally written as like a potential third or fourth season of the Mandalorian, but they kind of oh. twisted it out into a separate, Funny into that. a separate Funny series. But it, it stink. Yeah. I, I, spoilers for a few episodes time. I've, re- mm-hmm. I've read ahead. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, mm-hmm. I don't know what else has been, what, what else, what have we missed? It's been such a chunk of time. Normally we say like what we've been doing last week. And I can remember last week, I can't remember six months ago. Um, I watched Encanto. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous Disney film. That was excellent. Everything Uh, you've done so far has just been Disney related. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess that just shows that owns everything. Oh, no. Big news. Eric and I hung out. I was in New York. Oh, yes. That's right. Robin came to my weekly show at Playhouse Bar in the West Village. And uh, we we do a drag competition every Wednesday. So he was watching and cheering. I'm sure you gave your... Yeah, you know, we have give out drink tickets yep. or vote for your favorite contestant. And yeah, it was a fun time. That was cool. Yeah. Mm. I mean, finally got my New York trip in that was uh because of the Panini was like about sort of two years overdue, but we got yeah. there in the end. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. very cold, very cold New York. <laughs> I got back here and I was walking around like just in a t-shirt. It's like, it's really hot over here. And my friends are like, no, it's really cold. And it's like, "Mm," in comparison to New York, it's really hot. Mm. So, but yeah. Um, Mia, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? Um, All sorts, really. I've been trying to keep myself sane just by uh, streaming all manner of games. But I don't, I I, I can't remember anything past last week so let's uh let's just say what i've been doing recently uh i've been playing a lot of that that new pokemon game pokemon uh legends arceus and um well it's typical game freak fair you can hear my voice going can't you two sex i'm just going to what what's the group consensus of uh of the new pokemon yeah what does everybody else think before i get into my thoughts 
I've been loving it. Um, I think I love it's, it so much. it's 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 what the Pokemon needed. Truly, mm-hmm. um, I'm glad we have BDSP, but and I'm hoping that you know the story is not done. I'm hoping that they patch some more features into BDSP to like kind of meld the two experiences together. That's maybe the only thing that's missing for me. But the game on its own, I think it's the future of Pokemon. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. I think like the graphics are hot garbage, but right. I'm a simple girl. I'm, right. I'm a simple, I'm a simple little girly. I just want to be able to catch my little Pikachu hiding mm. in a bush. And then I just want to look at him and maybe run around. Like I don't need much. <laughs> so, but I wouldn't mind like a DLC with like a little bit more story because I I did feel like I, I thought there was a, it was a bit beefier than it mm. really is. It's more of like a catch-a-thon, which I'm like almost yeah. fine with, but yeah, I like it. there's definitely a gameplay loop that that folds in on itself after a little while. Um, yeah. But overall, like the the requests, all the little side quests and um, getting to have overworld shinies back, you know, shiny hunting, I can already tell is going to be huge for this game. Um, so I'm mm-hmm. excited to dig into some of that as well. Yeah, um, personally, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm enjoying my time with it. I stopped streaming it just because I wanted this it to be more of an experience for for me but i've been playing it pretty much just sitting up in bed at the moment uh all it's been is well my thoughts on it it's it's literally it feels like it's the safari zone but a really big version of the safari zone with a lot more cooler mechanics and a lot more stuff you can do and like i do really think that this is the way to go with like a third person action version of um of pokemon obviously as you said the, the the graphics are hot garbage and um I don't know. I had similar feelings about Sword and Shield as well as that. Like, I was just really underwhelmed by the lack of, like, interesting design when it comes to Game Freak. Like, they've kind of, like, lost a little bit of that spark where it came to game design for the the older versions. Like, no interesting routes. It's it kind of like, I know there are different zones in Pokemon Legends Arceus, but to me, like, they kind of all look very similar within that zone it's very hard to get your bearings unless you look at the map constantly and i was just hoping for like i don't know maybe if it didn't look amazing it would have a little bit better design wise in terms of like showing you where you should go or or any number of things without having waypoints and you know a little bit more like breath of the wild at this point game freak again it's the biggest media franchise in the world you think they would have maybe hired on some people who know how to make games look good onto their team <laughs> to make it look a bit better but um i mean why would they if they know we're the gonna point. buy it yeah, regardless that's exactly what i said i said this during sword and shield it's like um I- i'm part of the problem i love pokemon so much <laughs> yeah. is that regardless of you know what they do I-, I i got a digital version from nintendo i still bought the physical version just so i could get this this yeah. tiny little crappy ball that came with it and a steel tin like i'm part of the problem i'm making this happen too uh, i don't know like, stop feeding the machine i know it's terrible isn't it yeah yeah the machine is my mommy and i am just right there mm-hmm. under her like mm-hmm. i love it like give it to me i will take on it, it could look like hot garbage and i'd be like i'm still gonna buy it just in case it's good. <laughs> exactly there's always the, the the option of like it, oh, could, this could be the good one and um i think with with arceus like i was really hoping it would be you know something different and something really really good and and it almost reaches those heights but um the world again feels a little bit empty like there's not a lot going on mm-hmm. other than just 
throwing balls at, at Pokemon and like hunting them and and stuff like that. So, but um, it's a bit more like Monster Hunter. So that was that was really cool. But yeah, that's a lot of what I've been getting up to recently. That and more Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm still playing through the last expansion, uh, which is fantastic. Um, but I'm not going to go into that because that's all spoiler territory, and I'm not finished yet. So, but I've been enjoying the heck out of that. Uh, Juice, what have what have you been up to recently? Um, I wake up, I walk downstairs, um, I turn on my computer and I stream, uh, and that's it. Welcome to, welcome to Canada's <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> welcome to Canada. Because we kind of like in January in Ontario, it, the, the entertainment industry got completely locked down again. Um, so all of my gigs got canceled. Everything was gone. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just streaming as much as I can and hanging out with my community and stuff. Uh, no gyms, no. which is uh, <laughs> awful, but <laughs> but everything's starting to open back up. So hopefully life will get a little bit back to normal. But that's honestly all I've been doing is just like playing video games and hanging mm. out online. My thumbs are so strong, <laughs> like like tiny biceps. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how's you? Um, so what game have you been playing? Has it been Pokemon or has it been, have you been playing others? Me? Um, I've been playing a lot of, um, Brilliant Mm -hmm. Diamond and I've been playing a lot of Arceus. So like Pokemon has kind of taken over my life. Um, so it's been a lot of that. Me and my friend, uh, he's another streamer. His name's Flannel Jax. We have a little competition going on right now. Whoever gets all the Pokemon in Brilliant Diamond, uh, wins and the loser has to get a Pokemon tattoo. Really? I think losing is the winning. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It's the new winning. He doesn't agree, but I think that it is a you wonderful You should totally add to an addendum to that where the winner gets to pick the Pokemon that gets put on there. <gasps> I already did. So I, I want him to get a tiny Bidoof on his lower back that you can like color and like do things to like just mm-hmm. an outline um and he has not picked mine out yet but i think i would get a cute little bulbasaur but he is still really against it and i'm just like imagine how cute that is you're like going to reach up for something and there's a bidoof on your lower back everyone would fall in love just like a tiny beaver like (laughs) (laughs) um erica what's uh what have you been up to recently yeah gaming wise you know brand damage and pearl legends arceus recently on the channel we also uh did sonic adventure 2 um, in the GameCube version, and I've like completely fallen back in love with the Chow mm. Garden. Shout out to the Dreamcast era of Sonic. Um, so we're probably gonna do Sonic Adventure One, Sonic Heroes. Uh, we did uh, some Super Mario 64 recently. That's a game that I've played since I was like three years old. So um, it's been cool to kind of like couple those newer games that are like really hot for me and that I've just been obsessed with versus like some of those like old favorites of mine. Um, because I am a retro channel. On the channel. <laughs> um and then yeah and and just life in general you know uh working on this uh, weekly gig um and right now i'm trying to uh get my patreon together so that's like one of my projects for this year and i feel like social media like back end stuff nice. while we're in mercury retrograde it's a good time to do that kind of stuff uh, so. yes and i just recently celebrated my 29th birthday as well oh god that reminds me my birthday is coming up very soon don't don't ask me how old i am Jeez. oh god uh, no, oh, yeah. no, 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 I'm not answering that question. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So, the Gaming Awards 2022 are taking place this April, and uh, now we're going to reveal the official nominees. I'm very excited uh, with this. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. 
We sure are. Yes, uh, Gaming Awards 2022, I, April 25th, both live in London and also right here on Gaming Mag on Twitch. Um, we had a fantastic year last year, had 125,000 people watching live um, while we're unveiling our winners. Um, and let's get even bigger this year. We've got three extra categories added uh, just to celebrate a bit more. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, let, let's get going. Yeah, so the uh, the oh. first award uh, we get to reveal the nominees for is the Best LGBTQ Contribution to Esports. Now, um, this award uh, recognizes the contribution of a person or organization who has done a significant amount of work in promoting, developing, and championing, championing diversity in esports. And um, our nominees for that... Uh, just happened to be Amanda Stevens, uh, amazing person. Uh, we have Cloud9 yeah. White, uh, the Valorant team. We have CMSA, and we have Emmy Captain Fluke Donaldson. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be... Huge congratulations to all of them. Um, I think Emmy's fantastic, obviously based here in the UK. Amanda is just known all around the world for their work at esports um, mm-hmm. and their work, their work on esports and, and absolutely fantastic representation there. Cloud9 White have been doing some amazing work with, with their lineups. Um, and the CSM, CMSA, the Chicago Metropolitan Sports Association, started up a whole esports league in lockdown. And have hundreds of players all around the world now, um, all LGBTQ players. Um, so they've done a fantastic job as well. So congratulations to all of them. Um, the next prize, the next um, category—that's the word, not prize—is the LGBTQ Tabletop Game Award. This mm. award recognizes the best tabletop game with LGBTQ themes, and the nominees are "Adventuring with Pride: Queer We Go Again" by Jack Dixon. The House Doesn't Always Win by Michael Wheels Whelan. Uh, Thirsty Sword Lesbians is <laughs> just the best name for uh, a game ever. Do more of this by Evil Hat Productions and Wonder Home by Possum Creek Games. Congratulations to all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I love the idea of just like the, the, the name Thirsty Sword Lesbians. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I need to play this at some point. Let's go. Uh, uh, also, big shout. That's j- my favorite yeah. one so far. <laughs> they win. No, I, just, I can't say that out loud. Um, just uh, a quick shout out, obviously, to um, a couple of the people on the list. Um, Jack Dixon, Adventuring with Pride, uh, Queer We Go Again. It's mm. a um, Mia, help me here. Sorry, it's um, what's an ad- it's an add on thing to D and D. Tell I'm really yeah. not in this category. Um, but half of the profits, I believe, go to Stonewall. So yes. congratulations again to him for for that brilliant work and obviously one. Wonder Home, the house doesn't always win. Two other fantastic games. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, the next, uh, well, nominees are for the best LGBTQ comic book moment. Uh, this is sponsored by Square Enix, Square Enix London Mobile, and this award recognizes the best LGBTQ moment in a comic book in 2021. And uh, the nominees for that happen to be. DC Pride, number one, uh, from DC Comics. We have Killer Queens, uh, which is David Boer and Dark Horse Comics. We have The Pride Omnibus, which is Comicsology and Dark Horse Comics. And X Factor, number 10, from Leo Williams and Marvel. Uh, a lot of these are actually really cool. I looked into them personally myself. Obviously, we've got DC Pride. Uh, this is a uh, particular magazine, which is more of a... Uh, 
um, an omnibus. It, it's kind of like an anthology type thing, which um, has a lot of different stories from across the Marvel universe. Sorry, DC universe. DC Marvel. I'm more of a Marvel girl myself. Ooh. Let's just say that. Um, but across the DC universe, so you know, you've got your Batwoman, uh, you have Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, and you have like uh, stories that concentrate on on their experiences they're very 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 different and it was very very interesting to see um what it's just like to live inside the dc universe uh, just as a queer character uh then killer queens is this weirdly surreal like sci-fi it's almost kind of like guardians of the galaxy but with queer characters it doesn't take itself seriously and it plays on a lot of uh tropes like um within the first couple pages they're they're doing unnecessary exposition talking about who they are and what they do <laughs> And it's like, isn't this a necessary exposition? They're like, yeah, you know, they, that's that's fine. Uh, we have the Pride Omnibus, which is, uh, again, uh, it's a whole series. The Pride is is this uh, actual series that ran, I think, from 2011, written by uh, Joe Glass. And this features an array of uh, queer superheroes from across the LGBTQI spectrum who come together to form their own kind of uh, Justice League, but like their own queer Justice League. Not all of them have superpowers, and it's really interesting to see how how the superhero community themselves and the general public treats those queer heroes with even though they have superpowers and you think those kinds of people would be above that but um it plays around with some interesting stuff like that which is kind of cool and then x factor number 10 from uh is is the last in a uh, in the series of uh, x factor which uh, goes into well the specific reason that it's featured it, it features a gala at the uh, well it's called the hellfire gala and it features everybody going to the ball but one of the particular characters prodigy has to solve his own murder uh which is really interesting because like he essentially comes back to life but he leaves clues for himself where he has to solve his own murder and he ends up trying to take down this racist bigoted sexual predator and help him get what's coming to him it features a lot of cute moments between uh queer characters and uh it's, it's it was really cool to uh read that so uh but i've no idea who's gonna win absolutely no idea who's gonna win but they've all, they're all absolutely fantastic in their own right it's been a great year actually for comic mm-hmm. books i think um particularly with lgbt themes um the next two categories um are our streamer uh, awards so we might see some familiar faces and familiar names on this one mm-hmm. the first one is the lgbtq streamer rising star award which is sponsored by twitch now this award was created to celebrate the success of a rising star of lgbtq streaming we pulled together a panel of 10 very senior lgbtq streamers and asked them for their recommendations and then they're going to be deciding about who actually makes it through and, and wins the prize um but these are some fantastic six fantastic people that do have done amazing work over the past year uh and the nominees for them are uh coda girl chan crunchy it's me holly lichia everblack luke boogie and trish olsen some uh, there are some fantastic names right there i'm not going to like comment on them too much because i do have my personal favorites but i'm not going to say anything (laughs) about that and doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win so uh yeah but there are some wonderful wonderful streamers right there absolutely fantastic and i really sorry what what was your 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 reaction just there who was that for specifically well i i know coder coder girl and i know luke uh i'm in their streams Mm -hmm. quite a bit so um that's so cool to like see their faces that's so exciting (laughs) oh my god (laughs) 
And uh, of course, uh, following on from that, they're all fantastic streamers. Speaking of fantastic streamers, we have the nominees for the LGBTQ Streamer of the Year Award. Um, now, this award is uh, public voting and it is for the most popular LGBTQ streamer as chosen by the public. And the nominees for those are, we have Amesy, uh, Blizzbear, Critical Bard, Evo, I, I believe I'm pronouncing this correctly, Eret. I hope I'm pronouncing yeah. that correctly. Uh, Nihachu, uh, Ready Set Ben, Wreck It Raven, Sammy MJ, Shorba and Jamie, Sean and Toph. So yeah, those are all Toph, almost. Toph, Toph, whatever. Toph, Christopher, Toph. Never mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway look they're fantastic people mm-hmm. they've done an amazing job over the past year um i'm really really happy with to sort of have all of them involved in this uh and as you said mia it's all public voted public nominated um the public has spoken these are our 10 nominees for the category 10 2 4 6 8 yeah no 12 i can't count <laughs> these are our 12 nominees for this category mm-hmm. um and uh the public vote for this is now open so you can head on over to gamingawards.com and start voting for this yes. category and another category that's a little bit later on. So you might spoil that for yourselves if you go and do that now. I should have said that later. Probably shouldn't I? Never yeah, mind. We're here yeah. now. I, I Anywho, shouldn't have posted the link in chat, but there we go. It's too late there now. There we go. We're here now. Let's get on with it. Let's let's just do it. <laughs> but yeah, many congratulations to all of them. There's some fantastic names on that list. Um, obviously, um, I, I suppose Evo stands out to, to yourselves, Juice and Erica, as a sort of fellow drag artiste on that list. Was F, uh, was Evalicious, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, Evo. yeah. Also, Sean, I'm having trouble reading the names. Is Raven there too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raven's there. Uh, Raven's Sean. There. Oh my God. Shabra and Jamie's there. Shabra and Jamie. That's so mm. cool. So many cuties. Absolutely. Good list. I, I can probably share my favorites in this uh, because I, I, you know. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad to see uh, Ben on the list. He's an absolute Definitely. sweetheart. Absolutely. And uh, Critical Bard is a, a gosh darn cool streamer too. Uh, the great thing about this though is it's, um, is, is do the public vote for this beyond this point as well? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if we have favorites because we don't get to pick. So yeah. Liz Bear one time banned me for being hot. <laughs> and that was really weird. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, thanks. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Um, brilliant. So the next award is the best LGBTQ indie game award, uh, which is sponsored by Xbox. This award acknowledges the best indie game made by an independent developer, which is focused on telling an LGBTQ story or heavily features an LGBTQ element. And the nominees for this category are A Year of Spring, Boyfriend Dungeon, Lake, Sword of the Necromancer, Unpacking, and When the Night Comes. I am so much love to all of them. Yeah, I adore Boyfriend games. Dungeon. Yeah, I it's... I absolutely adore um, A Year of Spring. Like a lot of these, uh, that series of games is on itch.io, and you can play it for free. Definitely go and do that. It's um, not that I want to, you know, like completely gush about one particular game because they're all great. I actually want to jump into unpacking and play a bit, little bit more of that because that's kind of very very nice. But A Year of Spring, um, that's about a uh, a trans person in. In, um, in Japan and how they get on. Well, one of them is about how they get on with uh, going to the hot springs. So it's uh, a really, really cool 
kind of visual novel experience uh, for anyone that wants wants to understand this for and, and stuff like that. It's very, very good one to go and mm. take a look at. And uh, the relationship in sort of the necromancer, oof, oh my God. It's uh, literally about a woman who has to go into a dungeon to find the sort of the necromancer to bring back her uh, deceased uh, loved one. So uh, yeah, that's a uh, very cool dungeon crawling action in that one too. Mm-hmm. After- awesome. Yeah, after this, uh, we have another uh, award, and this one is the Best LGBTQ Character Award, and this is sponsored by Rocksteady. Now, this award recognizes the best LGBTQ character playable or significant NPC in a game. Uh, we have Alex Chen from Life is Strange True Colors uh, by Deck9 and Square Enix. Uh, we have Helmet Fullbear and Bob Zanotto from Psychonauts 2. This is Double Fine and Xbox Game Studios. Uh, Steph Gringridge, also from Life is Strange True Colors by Deck Nine and Square Enix. And Meredith Weiss from Lake by Gamius uh, slash White Thorn Digital. So a double nomination for uh, Life is Strange yeah. in that category. They have some fantastic well, characters in that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was about to say, uh, very well deserved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, really good to see Psychonauts actually crop up as well. Like, that's mm. amazing that they're even on there. Like, that, I was so happy when that came through. Mm-hmm. Um, those two characters, they were actually in, the, I should say, that they were on the short list or the long list uh, as individuals. Um, but the uh, judges decided to go for the option of putting them together as a couple because they're a couple. Mm-hmm. So we have our first couple nominated, which is lovely. Fantastic. Yeah, so well done to them. Um, We're now moving on to the Authentic Representation Award sponsored by Marvelous Europe. This award recognizes the best LGBTQ character. Oh, no, I've been reading completely the wrong one. Um, (laughs) The Authentic (laughs) Representation Award, which uh, recognizes the art of authentic representing the LGBTQ community uh, in game and how well that's done. Uh, And the nominees for that one are Boyfriend Dungeon, Life is Strange, True Colors, Unpacking, and Unsighted. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, good to see Boyfriend Dungeon there. And of course, we're seeing Life is Strange there because it, what an amazing game it was, uh, mm-hmm. particularly from telling an authentic LGBTQ story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love their, their representation of those characters in, in Life is Strange, just getting to grips with um, just their interactions as people and just happening to be queer people with the, with the world around them, especially uh, Alex's journey. Uh, it's quite, mm. it, it means quite a lot. So, yeah. Uh, Definitely. Those are all fantastic games. But moving on from that, we have the Industry Diversity Award, sponsored by Hang of 13 and 2K Games. Uh, This award celebrates an organization or person who has done a significant amount of work in promoting, developing, and championing diversity in the global games industry. And the uh, nominees for this are I Need Diverse Games, London Gamers, uh, Uki's Raise the Game Pledge, and uh, Women in Games International. Congratulations to everyone. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is actually just uh, just to note this one. This is two years in a row now that I Need Diverse Games has been nominated. They actually Absolutely. won last year. Um, so can they win two years in a row? That's the question. But mm-hmm. also it's good to see extra people on this list. We have Yuki uh, with their Raise the Game Pledge, uh, which is an amazing uh, initiative um, here in the UK about promoting uh, diversity in the UK games industry. So they're doing a fantastic job there. Women in Games International um, doing an amazing job all around the world um, of promoting sort of um, women in the games industry. Does what it says on the tin. Uh, mm-hmm. And London Gamers leading the way with uh, an amazing nomination there about all the work they do both in person, uh, but particularly for the last year about all the sort of work they've been doing to keep everything together and keep their community going uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I'm so uh, well happy to see I need diverse games on the list again for the second time. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm so glad that there are so many uh, organizations that are working towards improving diversity within the industry. Obviously, with everything that's gone on in the last um, several years, we know for a fact that's that's definitely needed, some of which we've we've talked about on this podcast. So uh, the more I see here, the happier I become. What's up next, Robin? Definitely. Uh, up next is the one that I spoiled earlier, uh, which is the Gaming Magazine <laughs> Readers Award, sponsored yes. by EA Games. Uh, this award celebrates Gaming Magazine readers' favourite game of 2021, and yet again, this is an opportunity for the public to get involved. We asked all of the contributors to Gaming Magazine to name their favourite games of the year and came up with this list of nominees, and now it's up to the public, the readers, to go and have their say. Uh, so the nominees are Boyfriend Dungeon, uh, Forza Horizon 5 and Playground Games, Metroid Dread, uh, Mercury Steam Nintendo, Resident Evil Village from Capcom, Sable, Shedworks Real Fury, Shin Megami Tensei 5 from Sega, uh, Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania uh, by that studio and Sega, uh, Ryo Gag, no, don't make me pronounce Japanese, sorry, um, and The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles from Capcom. Mia, can you pronounce that Japanese studio for me, please? Ryo Gag Toku. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a amazing uh, set of lists. People will be wondering if you maybe haven't quite plugged into why Forza Horizon 5 is on this list. Um, for a mainstream racing game, you can choose pronouns. Um, and it's a really, really amazing sort of step in the right direction for just normalizing pronoun usage in such a mainstream sort of popular um, mm-hmm. game. Game, which is great. Yeah. 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 AAA game. I was trying to think of a, uh, another word, but we'll just go with, uh, I was going to say straight friendly, but that's the wrong thing to say. <laughs> um, straight game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm absolutely uh, so happy with some of the games on this list as well. I don't know if you can tell from behind me, but I'm a massive <laughs> Nintendo fan, as some, as, you, as some of you already know, if you're listeners to the podcast. So uh, I'm not that I'm biased against any one particular uh, person, you know, one particular game for winning, but um, I, I have my favorites there. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, up next after that, we actually have the Game of the Year Award. Sponsored by PlayStation, none of the PlayStation. Uh, those nominees just happen to be Boyfriend Dungeon, Life is Strange True Colors, Psychonauts 2, and Unpacking. Ooh. Boyfriend Dungeon making a third or fourth appearance, and Life yeah. is Strange obviously making another appearance as well. Mm-hmm. So they're leading mm-hmm. the way with the nomination Psychonauts again coming through, which is a real surprise, a real sleeper game. Um, and Unpacking, which is genuinely one of the most calming and beautiful games uh, i think i've played over the past year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm actually um really excited about a couple of these on the list uh, i have my personal favorites i'm not going to say them though because i don't want to i don't wanna add any bias but um i'm so so <laughs> glad that uh one or two is on here oh, i want to i want to gush so bad but I, I don't know if i can all right <laughs> um yeah <laughs> So yeah, um, that's the nominees of the Gaming Awards. Congratulations to everyone nominated. Congratulations to those that weren't nominated. It's been an amazing, amazing year um, over the past year. A very difficult year, but an amazing year nonetheless. Mm -hmm. Um, And the queer representation on show and in the industry is getting stronger and stronger by the day. And uh, that's something to be super proud of. Um, So join us on April the 25th right here on Twitch uh, for the Gaming Awards live from London. But if you live in the UK, or if you really want to fly to the UK, that's up to you. And want to come and join us live and enjoy an exclusive pre-show from nerdy drag troop sybil's house uh tickets go on sale on tuesday at gamingawards.com 
Yes. So that'll be Civil War and a fantastic uh, nerdy drag troupe for a half hour pre-show that won't be seen anywhere other than live in the theatre. Um, so be there, be square, uh, enjoy the show and then find out who wins on the gaming awards. Oh my God, I love Absolutely Civil War. Fantastic. Uh, so yeah, um, what else have I got to say? Voting's open. I mentioned yes. that earlier and I, ru- I ruined that earlier. Um, so voting is open. So again, head over to the Gaming Awards. Uh, there's buttons all up and down the page mm-hmm. uh, that says vote now. You can vote, remember, for Streamer of the Year and you can vote for the Reader's Award. Uh, so do have your say. Get into the get into the chat, get into Twitter, uh, use hashtag Gaming Awards 22 and sound off as well about who you want to win off the rest of these lists as well. I don't think the judges will be listening because they're very professional. Um, but uh, it'd be good to sort of like have a good chat and uh, really celebrate some of this wonderful, wonderful year of uh, awards. So yeah, thank you Mia for helping us through that. That was yeah, excellent. Yeah, no problemo. So uh, now Juice and Erica, it's uh, time for your spotlight. So uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. Um, yes. So, uh, well, first of all, when did you both start streaming? Actually, I know this. Uh, I know it's 2021, <laughs> wasn't it? What did What did you both start streaming? Yeah, what? I started around this time a year ago. So it was like the day after my 28th birthday, January 26th. So we just celebrated actually the one year anniversary of our channel. Hell yes. Happy birthday and happy, God, happy streaming. I think I'm almost at one year too. Thank you. I'm not sure when I met one year, I think I have like my mods and stuff are taking it, like keeping track of that because I always forget. I think I know this. So like they've been messaging me like, yeah, they're like, it's I, almost here. I think like, it's in March. If I'm, if I, I believe Is it, March? it might be March. It might be late February, be like March, because I remember I was building, I, I started building my computer around ah. February ish because I was like, eh. um, but I start, the first game I started, I did Sims. And I did um, a Canada's Drag Race Sims competition, but we like, but I downloaded a mod so they would like kill each other. And it was basically just so I could eventually win. I was going to say, was it avenging I, your season? It was, it was just avenging my season. I want, and there was twists, there was turns. People, the, the cops killed Lemon on accident. I was furious. <laughs> Um, and then at the end, when I was ready to come out on top, Brooklyn Heights killed me and it was just a crime, but you know, we yeah. know the North, That's I guess. A shame. Yeah. <laughs> She's the host, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, Jace, what do you think, um, attracts people to your content? I'm hot. Um, <laughs> That's true. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that, so... <laughs> Yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's just that. I would say I try to I try to make everybody who comes into my community feel really special. I try to talk to everybody. I try to make it a very safe space for people to kind of just be themselves and hang out. And I just try to be kind. Like, that's how I try to lead everything in everything I do, especially if it's on stage, if it's backstage, if it's online. I just I just always try to lead with kindness for people because I always want people to be kind to me. So it's always nice for that. So I think that's why people are kind of attracted to, to these, this face. And um, Erica, same question. What do you feel attracts people to your content in the stream? Yeah, I think, I think the overlap maybe between like juice and juices channel and my channel is that we always try to make people feel good. Mm. So sometimes people will call me like their comfort streamer because I have, whether it's like they enjoy my voice or they enjoy the like nonstop encyclopedic, like trivia about retro games Um, Or if it's just like, you know, them sharing about their day and like them also getting to see the minutia of my life, you know, because you see my family come in and out here and there. 
in my streams or like you just get to see my dog like just the things like that that I don't I don't think I really took the, the opportunity to share with people before I started streaming mm-hmm. um so it's really a chance to get to know me both in and out of drag and I I, I really enjoy that and it's like a really great social outlet for me and for all of us which I, which I like as well. I, I really enjoy the fact that you do um uh sort of outfit and and look sort of crafting as well on on stream yes we've done a few crafting streams depending on like you know what i'm working on uh we did uh a slime making tutorial one time and then i showed how i do all of my color mixing because i custom mix all of my pastel colors that i use for makeup um so things like that like painting streams stoning streams, people just love it because it's an opportunity again for that like social outlet Mm -hmm. and and i do have a few crafty folks like in my in my community as well that like love to share their artistic wares as well yeah following on from that actually um like so i know that you're a a bit of a nintendo fan uh but i I wanted to ask uh, what kind of uh games do you enjoy playing the most on stream like what 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 brings you joy like with with the with your audience yeah, I mean, I think for me, sometimes it's it's like breaking down those deep cuts that maybe maybe people have not played before. Uh, so we've done like a little bit of uh, old school Castlevania. Mm. Uh, we did a 2D Metroid series, and that was really like us connecting all the story dots along the previous four entries so we could get ready for Metroid Dread, which I'm so thankful Metroid Dread is nominated because it needs to win because it's the game of the year for me. Anyway, um, so yeah, getting to just nerd out and like get get down to the fine point on like, uh, story analysis and and also the history behind the games mm-hmm. um i really really love as well so yeah that's why we're a retro channel obviously pokemon is huge pokemon is great for people that just want to like hang and chill you know while you're shiny hunting especially um so stuff like that can be really really fun mm, absolutely fantastic oh and we love to do the occasional horror game as well so the kids whenever they we, we reach our sub goals we always do a horror game to kind of you know torture me kind of get that that Dragula vibe mm, a little bit mm. on the, on the I've seen a lot of the, uh, the 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 makeup kind of uh, costumes that you do are related to what you're playing as well. So it's very interesting to see. Yeah, on a low key on a low key way, like we did FNAF three, so I wore like my Monokuma outfit, um, stuff like that. Or like um, we were shiny hunting for Buizel last week, and I finally got it, but I had a little face fur face kini on. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And um, Juice, uh, same question to you. What kind of uh, content do do you enjoy? What kind of games do you enjoy playing? What brings you the most joy? I mean, I like to do a big variety of games, but I think I get the most excited when I get to do things like story Mm. kind of games, like seeing Life is Strange. Like we played through the whole series with that. Um, What was that one game where it was the trans, the the twins and the one twin was trans? Oh, I know this. Why am I blanking out? Tip of your tongue. Yes. Robin should know this too. A, remember, was, not remember me. I know I'm blanking on it. Something, uh, oh. What's something it like that. Uh, it's like maybe it's remember. I know me. what you mean. Oh, I can't remember, yeah. but I loved it. I loved, it. but that was the first time I sort of played a game in that sort of realm. And then ever since then, I've fallen in love because I feel like it's almost like we're all watching the story together. We're all making those decisions together. Um, and it's like, you get to kind of like, it's like watching a movie, but you're like interacting with it. Mm-hmm. So those just make me so excited when I get to do days like that, because it really feels like I can connect with the community and I can show with them, but then also still be able to play the game when it's like, I'm playing a game like Fortnite, when I'm just like, guys, I promise I'm watching, but Jesus, I don't want to die. Like <laughs> Chad has brought up. It's uh, tell me why. That, the name of that game of course yes. remember oh me is a, is a film <laughs> apparently with uh, the sparky yeah. vampire out of twilight i forget his name robert pattinson apparently yeah so. oh my god i'm so, so sorry I, I mean it was nominated it was for so a lot of awards last year so. mm-hmm. 
never mind. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's it's an amazing game. And it is, as you say, it's true. It's like watching a movie and then just getting to sort of like contribute to that and, and steer it in that direction. Yeah, because you never know how it's going to like plan out by because it's all based on yeah. your decisions, right? It reminds me of those Goosebumps books when we were yeah. growing up of like choose your own adventure right. with the Goosebumps books. Absolutely. Like I can't read, so that's fine. But that was a joke. Love it. That didn't land. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's all good. Don't worry. Like the amount of terrible jokes that we've made on this podcast. Oh yeah. Don't. It was like I thought it was a cute little one. It's fine. Did land. (laughs) Um, I will ask uh, as well. um, How did you find being able to? Obviously, drag is, is such a social social thing in terms of like shows and, uh, and, and the like, um, how did, how did you deal with, with, with lockdown and dealing with drag in lockdown? How did that go for you? Uh, anybody could jump in on that. Anybody could jump in on that. Robin, would you like to um, jump I in mean, on I that? Well, for me, no, just, no, <laughs> I remember I was, um, so when my lockdown started, it was when my season premiered. So with Canada's drag race. So I was meant to have this like Mm-hmm. travel and tours and bookings and like kind of really get that drag race experience especially because we were the first season of Canada we were like being really hyped up because it was just kind of starting when spin-offs or like franchises were really starting so it was it was really huge for us to kind of get this we were supposed to be announced at DragCon like it was supposed to be big uh and it still was I mean it was still a huge reception and everybody really loved it and my season is iconic but I so. yeah I love this um, season. thank you Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, even though I was only there one episode, it was a good episode. But <laughs> but for me, it was one of those things where I was like, I need to find a way to like connect with my fans in a way that I wasn't able to do. I want to find a way to still find a niche because with a lot of people, they think like once you're on Drag Race, you're like, that's it. That's the Olympics of drag. I've done it. And what I think a lot of people don't think is once you get on that, you're like, OK, now mm. what? Now, what do I do? Like, what, where do I steer this, this platform? And where do I steer this kind of fan base into kind of still remaining relevant, but also kind of poking out in a crowd of a hundred girls that look just like you, right? Especially me. Like, I'm just like a cute little blonde girl. Like there's, there's, we're a dime a dozen, you know, especially with Drag Race. So I really wanted to be able to find something that made me stand out and sort of fit a little bit more in with the things that I'm passionate about and with the things that I'm a little bit more associated with, with my brand and Twitch just felt like a really natural progression for me. And I put my, I put my whole self into it and I work my tail off. I almost swore I work my tail off on this. So I'm really happy that it kind of is taking off and thriving Mm. in a way that you know, I was hoping yeah. it would. I think I was, I was really, um, obviously as sort of like a drag race fan, I was, I was really gutted for your season because you were the ones, as you say, you were literally as, as the pandemic hit. Um, and you're probably the first cast, I think at the back end of it that weren't able to go out and hit the clubs and get that immediate pickup and get that kind of reception and everything else. And I think that's the, that there's been this kind of like, oh, I don't know how many, what, 56, 60 of uh, different series now that have aired in like the last two years. Or yeah. hundred million. <laughs> but there's this window at the moment of people that are struggling to have that immediate kind of reaction of, of beyond beyond the tv series go to the clubs get that kind of immediate kind of circle of feedback and stuff but mm-hmm. you i think doing yeah. this has been a great way of of, uh, of getting that yeah well it's yeah it's been a it's been a way to kind of like mm. curve it and out of a lot of the girls from my season i i really had to put in 
the footwork because they had more episodes <laughs> than I did. You know, I got one real solid episode, but I didn't get a lot of that time to get a lot of those content to keep in people's minds. So I had to really just be like, hey, don't don't forget about me. <laughs> did you get a reunion? I didn't think I don't think you got a reunion either, did you? I mean, like I, I, I love I love my sisters. I love everything about it. But our reunion was a year mm, later. Course, yeah. It was essentially just the Priyanka yeah. show. Mm. Like, I love her so much. But like, it was what literally like us all being interviewed by Priyanka surrounded by Priyanka's <laughs> outfits. Like, it wasn't a reunion. I was there for 10 minutes. Like, it was silly. And it's like, they were trying to rehash things that like, we had already talked about. It had been like two years. Mm. No one cared anymore. And then it was like Alona and Bobo screaming at each other. And then Boa calling Priyanka out for not texting oh, back. God. It was a mess. Mm. So I was just like... I got my check and I was like, bye. <laughs> like, yeah, just to, uh, to follow up on that, and Erica, um, obviously, uh, I'm not sure if there, there are any like major lockdowns or anything going on right now for you, but but when they were up, um, what kind of effect did that have on you? And obviously you do you shows and stuff. So um, it, how much of a negative impact did that did that have? Not to dive too deep into like trauma, yeah. but, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spill. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll gloss we'll gloss over it in a in a, a TV sort of way. Um, no, you know the the pandemic hit right as I was moving back to New York, mm. so my life was very much in limbo already, and the type of everything shut down. I didn't have access to a lot of my drag, a lot of my things. Um, it was mentally very challenging, and then uh, of course it got better. You know. Uh, we experienced the worst of it really up front here in New York. And then in the springtime, it got a lot better. Um, so I was able to, um, you know, kind of push through that th- those initial challenges. Um, I had a project that I was lined up to do, unfortunately, due to COVID restrictions where I lived. It had to I had to be cut from the project. That was also very challenging. But, you know, then I got to actually go on tour with Jimbo from Canada's Drag Race uh, later that year. So it kind of had its its pluses and its more minuses maybe than pluses, but I think I had another one of those light bulb moments. Another one happened when I worked with Twitch back in 2019. This is in the before times, obviously, um, where I really wanted to stream. And I was like playing games and like commenting and like sharing all this trivia and all this joy and knowledge. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I have to like really just get into it and really um, set everything up. So that was kind of my like winter 2020 into 2021 project. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're here a year later and I, it's like hard to imagine Twitch with, you know, not, not being in my life, mm-hmm. you know, my community not being in my life, all those things. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been really fun. Awesome. Awesome. And, um, uh, like I, I want actually to ask, uh, what, what did you think of the, the, the latest season of Dragula or to get your take on that? Yes, no, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I felt like the exterminations were maybe not as ex- extreme, but I think that's what the moment calls for. Um, I also feel like, you know, for me personally, I think I was sort of spoiled with how they did Resurrection, where like it really wasn't a lot of screaming and fighting and drama. Um, so that part wasn't as engaging for me. I also just don't really love to watch that in other shows either. Um, I really just want to see the, the floor shows and like I want to hear some debate about the art. Mm as opposed to like, you know, yelling and screaming mm-hmm. about just petty things. Um, but, you know, I'm really excited that Dragula with season four has like taken its place in sort of like horror, the, the horror genre as a whole. And like, we're a part of horror history being like this sort of queer focused um, competitive reality show in that sphere. So I love that. And I'm excited for that. And I'm sharpening my claws. I want to go back. <laughs> you don't like when they scream at each other? Well, I, love I mean, you know, I think it was fun. The The first episode had the sort of like 
fun shade that you could just throw uh-huh. at it. But then at a certain point, I think they were hitting home the similar points or it just became more about this, like they said, they said. Um, that, that that part just wasn't as engaging for me personally. Hmm. Oh, for, for me, I was glued to TV. Oh, I was just like valid. dragging totally each valid. other. I was living. <laughs> uh, right, and like, I, I don't necessarily need our, our seasons to be like kumbaya, but like, I would love to hear more heated debate about the actual drag that was presented as opposed to just like personal things that come up. It yeah. did get a bit personal, again, like, didn't it? You know, that, that there was a yeah, couple of moments I, in that series yeah. that watching it, I was like, oh, this is getting uncomfortable. Yeah, it got a little uncomfortable at points. Granted, it, the teamwork challenges are always going to be, there's always going to be that energy, right? And it's like, does the team, yeah. is the team going to work together as a group? So I, I understand that angle of it, but I think it put, it just went on for too many beats for me. Definitely. Uh, Juice, can we talk about episode one of uh, RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world? I'm still sensitive about it. I still, I still feel bruised. I still feel betrayed. I I don't honestly know what happened. Um, We're going to just do some spoilers. It's been nearly a week. Um, So RuPaul's Drag Race UK versus the world. Just actually really quickly on on that point, Erica, um, there was an interesting moment when they were all being entered onto the runway and it was all very kind of like Kumbaya with kind of like the UK and, and, and Thailand and um, Canada and Holland and everyone else there. And then there was this kind of step change when the USA Queens walked on um, mm. and it all got very bitchy very yes. quickly. And it's just like, Oh, I didn't like that bit. And I, no, I have a theory. That, like, is that like an American exceptionalism thing? Because <laughs> I feel like that really reflects how this country acts on the world stage. We're like judging, yeah. judging Germany, We're here. judging Britain. Do you know what? Politics. Do you know what I think that was? I think I have a theory about that. Like I, I, I've thought way too hard about this, but I have a feeling when the American girls walked in, I think because for all of the franchises, the U.S. is the blueprint. Mm-hmm. They're always going to be the girls that are the most popular. They're always going to be the ones that get the most viewers, the one that get the most shows, the one that's traveled the most. Is one that people are always going to pick before us, like like clockwork. You should see in Canada if they're like if they can get a U.S. girl before a Canadian girl, they are wow. jumping on it. They don't Crazy. care if they have to pay triple the price; they will leap on it. So, all bookers in Canada, if you if you heard <laughs> that, you didn't shut up. You didn't hear that. Um, but so I think when the American girls walked in, I think for the other girls, it's just like, oh, now it's real. Now mm. it's a competition. The American girls are here. Like now it's all kind of like laid out, especially with Mo walking in, in that, in that, like she looked yeah. incredible. So I think that really just like changed the tone. I do agree with Eric. I do think it's a, it's a little bit of American, American exceptionalism, but I also do think it was just like for everybody, it kind of just yeah. got real from watching from an audience member i think i agree but let's fast forward through all of that um and uh we 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 have to understand that uh we have to then understand that that um lemon was um as part of the show had to do the talent portion which actually i thought was really really good um and i thought her song was really funny and i think very talented and the the dancing slight read about the face not being engaged but whatever it's probably the botox um and uh, <laughs> she did say she got lip filler so see there she you got, go there's just a little word yeah, exactly, exactly. Little she was having a she was having a lot of fun it. but couldn't express it um <laughs> <laughs> but then and then her her outfit at the end was stunning and then she landed in the bottom two and then got sent home um i'm sad it was really hard i have such a soft spot for yeah. lemon their performance in the pageant pageant yeah 
uh, on season one yeah. just won me over and like, you know, they looked really heartbroken. She she reminds me a little bit in some ways of, of a similar journey as Cracker, Ms. Cracker, who, who went mm-hmm. through her season and always never quite broke through, never quite got to the top, always was being slightly unfairly judged and held to a higher standard um and you could see almost the mental breakdown starting and it was it was cruel but when you got the likes and look i'm i'm british but i will happily throw a bag of chips on in the bin um when she's turning up with mismatching colors mismatching paints and everything else and claiming she's the funniest person in britain mm-hmm. she needed to be in the bottom two and she needed to go home <laughs> I think a lot of us have like these different opinions about who should have been where and who should have done what. But again, it all kind of comes down to Mm. we there. It's again, it's a show. If anybody, especially anybody in the chat, I'm not looking at the chat right now, but if anybody's in the chat and you're sending any kind of hate to Pangina, you're ugly, you're gross, like (laughs) that's super weird. Like it is just a TV show, but I do feel like Lemon was a little unfairly judged, but you have to take in consideration. She was the first girl to walk on. So they're the mm-hmm. first, the first things they're going to write down are going to be the first things they see. I do think a lot of the things that were said were unfair, but that also could be blame it on the edit. We, they could have said different things to different mm-hmm. girls. Um, but I do agree. I don't think Lemon should have been in the bottom. Her look was, I think, beautiful. It was literally like a mm-hmm. couture recreation. But you know what? She wore a crown. That's bad yeah. luck. It, it was a little bit presumptive. Oh, it's not even presumptive. Wear a crown. Be hot. But it's bad luck. <laughs> bad luck you never wear a crown in a pageant it's bad luck <laughs> yeah. i um, but i, I, had, love a, I had a quick question just to, to lighten things up before the end uh, and i don't know if this is this this is uh, bad manners uh, towards drag performers but i wanted to know how <laughs> each of you chose your uh stage names does anybody want to? Is that okay to ask? Can I ask? Yeah, okay, totally Erica, you go. You go first. You okay, go first. Okay. You go first. So Erica <laughs> is what my mom would have named me if I had been born or designated female at birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Clash comes from Mario Clash. For those virtual boy fans out there, <laughs> hey. uh, Mario Clash was the like like three D version of the original Mario Brothers. Um, and I always just loved the name. I love the alliterative nature of Erica Clash. And so that's where I came up because really like my drag is all about being this like cartoon that's like pushed themselves, this demonic glitch that's like pushed itself into our dimension. And so, yeah, that, that kind of sounded appropriate. Oh, yeah. So next, even 10 um, letters. Juice box. I love that. Explain juice box. Are we still on the front page? Uh, <laughs> yes, technically. Okay. I'll, yeah. Okay. PG I'll... version. <laughs> uh yeah 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 okay so i was i remember before i started doing drag i just wanted to be just a hot girl doing hot things and i a friend of mine said we were watching will and grace and karen walker picked up two boxes of wine and said she brought juice boxes (laughs) and he's like oh my god that would be so silly that should be your drag name and i went oh let's look it up let's look up what that would mean on urban dictionary (laughs) And it means exactly what you think it means. Uh, if you need to Google it, if you need to do whatever you want. So think about that. And I went, that's a great, let's do that. <laughs> and then and then I started drag and I never took drag seriously. And then all of a sudden I took it seriously and I was too deep in. So the the name had to stay. We couldn't change it to something more appropriate. I'm just watching Erica uh, furiously just, Google in the... Uh... I just Googled it. Y'all, you will not, you will not regret it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fantastic um okay final question uh where can people find you and your content uh let's go with erica first where, where can people find you and your content 
yeah, Erica Clash. That's Erica with a K, Clash with a K. I stream twice a week on Twitch. I also have a YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Instagram, Twitter are the ones that I use like the most mm-hmm. these days. Um, and yeah, it's all Erica Clash. Yeah. Done and done. And uh, Juice? You can find me at uh, twitch.tv slash juicebox twitch. Um, I stream, I try to stream three times a week, maybe three to four, depending on what I'm doing. Uh, and if you want to find me on my other socials, you can never just find Juicebox. So if you want to find me on TikTok, it's Juicebox Tiki Talkie. You want to find me on Twitter, Juicebox Queen. If you want to find me on Instagram, as I slowly, slowly, slowly lose followers every single day, I don't know if I got canceled, but they're just dwindling down. It's a Juicebox official. <laughs> Everyone go and follow Juicebox immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hoping this has been updated for chat. There should be links in chats, hopefully. Wow. Okay. It's not working. Wonderful. It's a, a great first podcast to back. Um, all right. I'll, oh, I'll get that story down. Uh, now, uh, Juice and uh, Erica, you're both appearing at Gaming Live this July in New York City. Are you, uh, are you both excited for that? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's gonna be great because there's we not just us. It's like a whole lineup of drag artists, a whole lineup of like voice actors that just got announced recently, right, Robin? Yeah, yeah. So yep. it's gonna be we'll really, get, really great. I'm just about to run through all of that. So, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. I'll work. <laughs> Go on, Drew. Sorry. Um, just re- yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just like, are you gonna talk? Um, <laughs> so. This is like my first like convention. I'm, I I've got another one that we won't talk about, but I've got this is like my first like convention convention that doesn't have to really do anything with drag. So like I'm like over the moon excited. Like this is gonna be so cool. So I'm geeked about it. And I it's my first time in New York in like I think like eight years, like maybe a little longer. So I am just like elated to go. Like I can't wait. I wish it was tomorrow. <laughs> I don't. There's a lot to do. Don't. There's a lot. There's a lot Fine. to sort out. <laughs> you'll figure it out on the way speaking of uh things to sort out robin tell everybody what they've got to look forward to i am so excited for this honestly Mm. um this this is literally if you take uh a gaming convention a drag convention an anime convention a cosplay convention and smash them all together um and this is exactly what you're going to get this is bringing the pages they bring in the website of gaming magazine to life every single part of it Uh, so we are it's a world first uh we're bringing all aspects of queer geek culture to life in brooklyn uh from games to anime to nerdy drag to community groups and so much more all under one roof we obviously mentioned our fantastic streamer all streaming all gaming uh drag cast with erica and juice present of course but add on to that uh bitch pudding rock'em sakura jeremy carey jiggly caliente dia luke army and megami um that is from top to bottom an amazing Mm -hmm. cast of people that are going to be performing on stage meet and greet booths open all weekend uh so many opportunities to see them perform see them do nerdy things um and then go meet them in real life absolutely fantastic lineup of uh of guests right there um can you share any performances uh well any clues as to what the the performances are gonna uh, gonna be like or is that still hush hush or i'm looking at juice's face i'm not sure that's been figured out yet <laughs> I, have, I, I know what i want to bring to game sure. live it's it's bringing it's bringing the look to life that will be the challenge um yeah but i'm like it's it's marinating okay i'm just figuring out how much of my clothing can come off to still be appropriate <laughs> it's, an, it's, it's an 18 plus event so go the oh, whole way we're going wonderful <laughs> we're gonna go the whole way besties um you mentioned uh, erica we just announced a load of voice actors as well um i am 
uh, utterly amazed we've even managed to get half of these people to turn up. Um, I'm starting with the big one, or the, the big one, with, with respect to everybody involved. Um, but we have Lady Dimitrescu, Maggie Robertson, Ooh. on stage at Gaming Live, um, and with meet and greets as well. Um, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, we also have <laughs> we also have Erica Lindbeck. Um, these are names that you might not recognize them immediately, but Erica um, has been in pretty much every one of your favorite mm-hmm. games. Um, she's been in it at some point. Um, so, and, and also some of your amazing animes as well. So Tales of Arise, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Seven Deadly mm-hmm. Sins, all of the Persona series, all the Shigami, Shin Megami Tensei Vs. Um, and she was Alison Ronan in Tell Me Why, as you mentioned, Juice. Um, so she's one of the one of the Tell Me Why mm-hmm. twins, which leads me on to August Tell Black turning up, um, who played the other uh, Ronan twin in Tell Me Why. Um, so this oh, is actually going to be the first time I think that the Ronan twins will be on stage together um, at a convention or at all. Um, so we're getting them, we're getting the band back together, um, back on stage, and uh, that should be really cool. Uh, we're also joined by Danielle McRae. Um, who's again has been in pretty much everything from Monster Prom, Final Fantasy VII Remake, um, Gardiantia, Maggie, the, uh, sorry, Maggie, the Kingdom of Magic. Um, she played Karma in League of Legends, Arcade Spirits, um, at literally everything. Um, and they're finishing off that sort of lineup of uh, amazing voice actors. We have Kieran Strange, um, a good, good friend of mine who was Lorelei in Borderlands 3 and uh, plays Paladin Mike in the upcoming uh, Tiny Tina Wonderlands. Um, but again, she's been in Fantastic um, Anime, Monster Prom 2, Astro Lost in Space, uh, The Case Study of Vanitas, etc. So amazing all of them coming together as well. Meet and greets are available. Um, and yeah, that's that's going to be an amazing sort of like time to sort of like start mm. celebrating our LGBT voice actors as well. Um, oh, yeah. For the... For the cosplay lovers, uh, I mentioned Jeremy Carey earlier. Uh, so Jeremy's bringing uh, his popular cosplay competition to Gaming Live. Um, so he debuted um, on, I'm going to say October, September, October last year. Um, he did an amazing series of cosplay uh, competition, cosplay on Twitch. Um, and uh, he's a sort of um, standardish kind of uh, competition with um, people being voted off every week. Um, we're now bringing that onto the main stage at Gaming Live. Um, so there's going to be two competitions. The Saturday competition is going to be the kind of the expert slash experienced uh, cosplayer competition that's going to have uh, a number of uh, requirements and, and prejudged entries and all this sort of stuff uh, but on the sunday it's going to be an open stage so anybody turning up in in cosplay who wants to be judged can just jump on stage uh, and the prize is handed out for the winners um so yeah erica let's jump on stage <laughs> yeah. let's do it oh my god let's run on i think i have a luna onesie in here somewhere Im- imagine i was about to say Im- imagine cosplaying or something with a, and then just like ripping their hand it's me <laughs> Right. Um, oh my god. I'm gonna come on as my first sona. This is all just a mask. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> just rip it off. <laughs> um finally the community zone um is gonna be home to a number of amazing awesomely partner groups, uh including the wonderful Boston gamers uh CMSA, who was nominated for the awards earlier, Chicago Met Sports Association. Uh Gamer X over from the West Coast is coming to the East Coast. Uh, Geeks Out, um, who organize uh, FlameCon, but also organize all the uh, community um, 
community rooms at PAX's. NYC Gamers is our local host group uh, and Queerty Gamers in from LA as well. So, that, and the, a number of other nonprofits and other groups to be announced there as well. So there's going to be a real kind of wholesome feel to all of this. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's still going to be gameplay opportunities. Of course, there's going to be indie games to play. Of course, there's going to be some secret AAA stuff that I really can't talk about. Otherwise, someone's going to shoot me. Um, and so, so much more to be announced. Panels, there's going to be loads of panels on both days. Uh, again, groups of panel, pe- pe- people talking about either queer horror or talking about... Um, <laughs> Erica takes a short breath in. Anime, comics, everything really. Um, oh. It's going to be one hell of a weekend, and we haven't even talked about the after parties yet, uh, which are still TBC. Which are still TBC. That, um, that my and, interest. After parties, and I, the the, the, sat, like the Saturday party. I really can't say anything because we haven't got anything on a contract yet, but it's very big and it's very exciting. Just DMS. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll, pa- I'll pass you the gossip, but yeah, it's it's going to be one yeah, hell of a weekend. I'm guessing maybe we'll see some of your, your favorite faces from gaming walking around as well. Yes, yes. Mm. Um, so Amy, myself, uh, a few other people are going to be there. Our contributors are going to be there um contributing to panels and just doing just being fabulous and just being a wonderful gaming family there's going to be a lovely cause uh, there's going to be a lovely chill out space as well outside it's going to be july in in new york so it should be fine um there's a, yeah there's gonna be a community stage outside with some local musicians playing so if you want to get away from it all and you just want to go and sit on a beanbag uh, and listen to some local music there's a little chill out stage outside as well awesome that's where my meet and greet will be on a Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just as a reminder, Robin, how do people get tickets? It's really simple. Just head over to gaming.live. It's that simple. Just go to gaming.live um, and all of that information that I just spouted off at you um, will be available. There's loads of big buttons uh, to go and buy tickets. Mm-hmm. There's weekend passes available. There's day passes available. There's VIP passes available. Um, VIPs getting an extra hour, uh, a golden hour at the start of each day to go and play all the games and get your hands on all the vending stuff and the vendor booths before anybody else is allowed in. Um, there's going to be an exclusive vip bar available um and uh, a free tote bag and a pin and a t-shirt or something like that i just made that up we are committed to that <laughs> maybe maybe i was about to be like can i have the pin <laughs> yeah like, honestly a pin would be fantastic though let's see what we can do robin let's see what we can do we'll make right. it work mm-hmm. but yeah super excited tickets are on sale they're selling really fast um there are only six thousand available this is a very small convention mm. um so please 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 don't don't sort of think oh i'm going to wait until june i'm going to wait until july and we'll figure it out and i should say and because you two are on the podcast you get to have a little shout out um each of the queens each of the drag artists i should say excuse me and also each of the community groups have a discount code um, and if uh you type in is it erica clash and Juicebox, i believe as codes um you're going to get 15% off um and not the, i think it's just box 15. 15 big pun well check out the socials anyway it, it, it's all on it's all on all yeah. the, uh, the the artists socials uh go and find your favorite they get a little tip out of it as well so it's all the better Wonderful. fight no i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> fantastic um so yeah Eric and Drews, thanks. Yep. So, I'm, I'm literally doing it. I'm doing it. I'm signing off. I'm doing the sign off. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you both. Um, it's one hell of a way to mm-hmm. restart the podcast, and uh, I'm excited for I'm excited for 2022. It's going to be a big year. It's it's yes. honestly, I'm, it's been so much fun having you on. I've enjoyed the the energy that you've brought to the cast for this first one back. So I'm I'm really, really happy to, for you all to have been here. 
you. We, I appreciate it so much. And uh, it was super fun. So thanks mm-hmm. for having us on. Thank you for having us. Happy new beginnings to the gaming podcast. Mm. And we'll see you soon. Yeah. And uh, hopefully going forward, it's also going to be like uh, as cool as this one has been. Um, because from, from here on out, I am I am by myself. This is uh, Robin's <laughs> goodbye. So uh, a big old goodbye. We've really set the standard pretty exactly. high for you. Yeah. Big shoes to fill. It's all yeah. downhill like, from here. Match it and go. <laughs> no, no, no. Every week it's got to climb. Okay, Every week. We'll see. I'll see what I can do. Uh, but in the meantime, yeah. thank you so much for joining us on uh, this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. We will be back in two weeks' time with the next episode. But that's not all. But that's not, that is not all. I was <laughs> just about to say that is not all. But it's not all, is it? Oh. oh no, 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, that's it. Yeah, um, yes. Uh, let's go gaming Wednesday. Let's get see you promote. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the 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 quality is so up there. Uh, let's go gaming's happening this Wednesday, so uh, make sure you come along to that. It's going to be, as I said at the beginning of the uh, the the podcast, it's me, Psyche, and Donut Tart at eight PM UK time, showing well, having a showdown. We're not showing anything in particular, but we're having a showdown in uh, Mario Party Superstars. So that's going to be all kinds of fun. I'm I'm so I'm so looking forward to it. I'm going to get and then my on ass a weekly beaten. basis after that. On a weekly basis after that, there's going to be a wonderful uh, array of streamers. Yes. Um. So who knows? Might be popping up mm-hmm. uh, Your to favorites, play some games. Obviously. Actually, on, in on fact, the gaming on the gaming channel. If you want to let me know who you'd like to have on the podcast or the yeah. show, tweet at me at the Mirabyte. You can do that on Twitter or tweet at Absolutely. Gaming Mag as well. If you want, uh, if you want stuff on the show, any of the shows, mm-hmm. Jimbo. Yes. <laughs> Jimbo only as that ghost, and if he just and he just needs to keep throwing baloney at the camera as well. I yeah, Jimbo for the whole interview is just going. <laughs> throwing baloney <laughs> I still haven't recovered from that I don't think I ever will <laughs> Top tier. Uh, subscribe to the Game Mag channel uh, on Twitch so you don't miss any of these amazing shows um, and there's a lot coming up uh, remember that also that podcasts can be listened back anytime on all major podcast platforms and if you're there listening hello uh, you can come on over to Twitch and watch us next time uh, it's much more chaotic because it's live and it's good mm-hmm. fun Mm-hmm. And, and I won't uh, be here, so yeah. that's even better. <laughs> none of the uh, none of the weird stuff gets edited out either, so you definitely want to come watch it live. <laughs> <laughs> so head on over to <laughs> Twitch.tv/gamingmag. Yeah, definitely, definitely do. But in the meantime, don't forget to keep reading Gaming Magazine, and uh, we will see you all soon. Bye for now. Bye for Bye. last time, Robin. Bye. Bye. Bye.